This, This is, is Yawa Radio. Time for another inspirational quote. Be happy. Be inspired. It is impossible to live life without risk. And that in fact, life is risk. Anne Dufomontel. This, This is Yawa Radio. Radio. One welcome to the Yawa Radio podcast. The Yawa Radio podcast is an opportunity again to listen to one of our inspirational, thought-provoking interviews that we have brought to the listeners of Yawa Radio. Yawa Radio is online 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We are your well-being and happiness radio station, bringing the feel-good feeling to every single day of the week. Check us out at yawaradio.co.uk. Uh, now sit back and enjoy this podcast from the Yawa Radio team. With inspirational guests from across the world... This is Yawa Radio. You're listening to Yawa Radio, and it's Steve with the glass out full. Well, I'm always, I just love talking to inspirational people around the world. And uh, once again, I'm joined by Rob from RCA Fitness. Rob, how are you? I'm good, thank you, Steve. Really good. Good, good, good. Rob, we've, we've covered a lot in previous podcasts. We've covered the RCA method. We've covered your story. We've done mindset, nutrition. Here we go, then. Here we go. Exercise. <laughs> Exercise. Wow. Exercise. Yeah. Wow. Where do we go with this one, Rob? Because I guess many people, you know, I've seen people, I'll share this with you, right? I had a friend of mine that when he would go to the gym, he would go like a bat out of hell. And I don't think he'd got a clue what he was doing. You know, but but he thought he's he's, he's wow is is going and all that. And there's aerobic exercise and the other exercise resistance or whatever. So, where do we go with this then? Do people get confused just about what they? Well, I'll, I'll put it this way: I was once on a training program at a well-known gym, and I know you've talked about this before about not getting the results that you want. Yeah. And one of the trainers came up to me and said, "How's it going?" I went, "Well, it ain't going very well." <laughs> Because I'm not getting, I'm not achieving what I want to do. And he and he picked up this program that this guy, and I wanted to tone up. And he went, well, this guy's give you the wrong program. Yeah. I went, well, why was that? I've been doing this for like 12 weeks. There's no wonder, you know. So again, it's again, coming back to the way you've talked in the past, it's like individual plans, mindset, nutrition. The same must relate to exercise a bit, Rob, does it? 100%. Yeah, 100%. And I, I'm just going to pick up on a point that you said. Oh, there. Right, okay, okay. Um, you just said then about your plan. And like, it'd been like 12 weeks, you've been doing it for 12 weeks. That is the power of accountability, you know, and, and of, of genuinely like just having a coach there. Mm. Because imagine that if like, let's say we were working together, and I give you a program. And I mean, first of all, I wouldn't give you the wrong one because I'd understand what your goal is. But let's yeah. say something got, got mistracked and I'm like, yeah, you know, Steve, how, how are you getting on? So I've got your goal written here. It says that you want to run a 5K in, you know, in under 20 minutes. And you're like, Rob, I want to tone up. I'd be like, Steve, I've got the wrong, you've got the wrong plan here. Yeah. It would have been, count. I mean, like I said, that mistake, lights up would never, it's never happened in my career yet. But, <laughs> you know, it just gives an example of that accountability of speaking to someone and going, am I doing the right thing here? Like I've been doing this because that would have saved you 12 weeks of time, right? You would yeah. have been 12 weeks ahead. Um, but yeah, you know, people do get, again, really hung up on exercise. Often, what's the best exercise to do? How do I do that? And also then you've got the flip side of it. You've got the people who are unsure 
And then you've got the people who've got the egos that are like, I know what I'm doing like that. I've been going to the gym for years. And I, like in my response to those individuals in particular is, okay, if you're that good at it, why are you not coaching it, right? Is it, is it literally like, because I, I look and that almost sometimes makes me feel bad. I'm like, well, I'm still studying and I've been doing this 11 years. I'm coaching it like, how come they know everything and I don't? So it's always like one of them where you question it. But the people especially who don't know, I think where I will start with this is actually a nice bit of like, you know, T-D-E-E, right? The total daily energy expenditure. Wow. Because right. people will throw so much into exercise. You just give the example, you know, training like seven days a week or whatever. And I have people come to, oh, I'm doing like nine, 10 sessions a week. I'm like flipping, heck, I train four times. <laughs> you know, like that, like, you know, and you bring that reality out. And the, the thought behind this is that basically exercise activity thermogenesis. So imagine we've got 100% of energy here to give away each day, mm -hmm. right? Exercise activity thermogenesis, the, the amount of calories that you burn off through exercise or training each day is as little as 5 to 10% of that 100% that you burn off in a day. Okay. So this is what, what we say is this is the cherry on top of the cake. Okay. When you train, it is getting the hammer and chisel out to fine tune your body. That, that's what exercise is. Okay. The key thing behind it is, yes, creating something that's optimal for an individual, understanding their goal, like we've touched on here. Everything's individual. It's who is the individual that we're dealing with? What's the outcome that they want? What's their previous injuries? What's range of motion, et cetera? What exercises do they enjoy? What don't they enjoy? And that's the big word. What don't they enjoy and what do they enjoy? Because if I give you, Steve, a plan that you don't enjoy and you're like, Rob, I told you that I hate uh, boxing and, um, you know, uh, what is it going on the treadmill and I go and put that in the chances of you doing that long-term are zilch, mm. absolutely zilch. But if you say to me that, you know, I love, you know, I love lifting weights. I just don't properly understand them. And, you know, I love going out on my road bike. Awesome. Mm. I now build a plan that makes you a better athlete in the gym and makes you a better athlete on your bike you get that sense of inspired motivation. You're suddenly performing better and feeling stronger in a gym, reaping the rewards of a, a periodized program that's been built for you and your needs, yep. which means that you're seeing results in the outcome that you came to us for. And you're seeing a bonus in one of your hobbies, which is going out on the bike. So you're reaping the rewards of performance there. So combined with this, suddenly you're in this state of, well, you're in peak state. You're in, you're in this state of going, wow, I, I feel incredible. This is amazing. Like, how did this happen? And, you, you know, you might be someone who's, again, like you might have been, I've trained for years, but suddenly we've just optimized everything just by that one to 2% tweak. This is what so many people um, miss out on through not being coachable. So that goes yeah. back to the mindset seminars that exercise is a big one, especially if you get someone with an ego. Uh, and on the flip side, if you get someone that's fearful, <laughs> someone that's fearful, they might still think that they know best or they might think that, that they don't belong in that place. So okay. they hold back from it. And then you've got the individual of the ego that it's like, I know, I know this, I've trained for years. And it's like, well, how come you're not in the shape that you think that you deserve? Right. Let, let me show you this extra 5% and you will not believe the differences that you get. So it's attacking it from both. I think that's the key thing is understanding that your training is the cherry on top of the cake. It is five to 10% of your daily energy expenditure. And, and Rob, you touched on things like treadmill and, and, and weights there. Um, is it good to have a balance of both or for some things, is it like 
purely treadmill work, anaerobic stuff or whatever? I don't know. I don't know the answer. Yeah, for for me, yes, definitely a balance of both. Your resistance training is going to help you build strength, going to help you have muscle tissue to help you perform better. And, you know, and obviously as we get older as well, you know, things like osteoporosis, you know, so, you know, uh, brittle bone condition for anyone that doesn't know like that, where your bones get weaker. So when you're lifting weights, you can improve your bone density. So you improve your bone density, but also you improve your muscle tissue. So let's let's take an example here of someone who, we'll do both examples, someone who goes running and just does cardio, right? They, they run, I've got an example, a client actually was a tri- triathlete, okay, still is a triathlete. I'm in good shape, I've trained all, all my life, but I'm struggling with loads of injuries. All they've done is cardio. Why are they struggling with injuries? Because they haven't got the muscle tissue Okay, that supports the bone structure in the body to help them perform optimally. So when they're cycling, running, swimming or whatever, they're they're basically their body and their joints are absorbing every single whack and thud that's getting put through them. So, you know, they're, they're feeling that which is then leading to muscular injuries. And also when you train in the resistance style, you can train over what I call a full range of motion or an active range of motion for that individual. So a full range for me might be in a squat, say, you know, bum to the floor yeah. and then back up. But for this individual, because of the way that they're genetically built, the way their you know, joints are structured, it might be from bum to knee, knee level. Yeah. Cool. Then we build it for that individual to help them perform more optimally. But if they can train by lengthening and shortening their muscles and resistance and getting stronger, it's naturally going to improve their you know position in as uh, being a triathlete. And the example with this individual client is after six months of not running and having severe knee injuries and pains, he had just conditioned him on his weights taking him back to running and a run that he had done consecutively for years, he blew his PB out the water. I think it was, don't quote me on the numbers. It was something around like three to five minutes. He hadn't run. (laughs) He hadn't moved, which is absolutely astounding. And then the flip side, someone who just lifts weights, but doesn't do cardio. Well, now what's happening, like their cardiovascular system isn't as optimal. Their respiratory system isn't as optimal, right? Why is that so important? Well, your cardiovascular system is going to pump blood around your body. So that's going to make you surely more efficient as you lift weights, right? So that's going to improve your strength. And then also your respiratory system, well, that's going to improve your body's ability to basically handle and distribute oxygen, let's say, around the body. Because the oxygen comes into the lungs. The the lungs have got a larger capacity because you're fitter. So if they've got a larger capacity, more oxygen comes in. Your cardiovascular system, which obviously takes the oxygen in and then carries it around the body is more efficient. Mm -hmm. Well, suddenly you've got a monster. Right. You've got a machine that is so efficient and so effective. It's untrue. So when you say, you know, is the necessarily one better or not like that? My personal opinion, optimal physical and mental performance or well-being like that is a combination of the two. Now, personally, I used to be a long distance uh, runner and also did did road cycling. I still do the odd bit of road cycling, play football. Um, I don't enjoy cardio. I really don't enjoy it, but I understand the benefits of it. Put me in a gym and ask me to lift weights. I'll do it all day long. I love that. <laughs> you know? and, it, and this is the thing that it's different people. So for me, like I see the value in doing the cardio because I understand the benefits that it gives me when I lift weights. Okay. And this is a great point for people that maybe don't see the value in doing something. The value of me doing cardio means I perform better when I do weights. It also means I'm not out of breath when I go up the stairs, <laughs> right? <laughs> or play football. The value for 
This client over here that was the triathlete, the value for him doing weights meant that not only would he improve his performance as a triathlete, but he could actually compete as a triathlete because he could actually condition himself so that he wasn't getting injured every single time he tried to do some kind of training. Got you. you know, Got so you. even though he wasn't into the weights as much like that, it transferred over. He ended up doing something that he didn't enjoy initially, but saw the value in it to optimize his performance. And now he's seen the results. He's like, wow, like I ain't ever stopping doing that. And it, this doesn't happen with everyone, but for this individual, he's now started to actually love going to the gym and doing the weights because he's now got the periodized program and he understands why he's doing it, what he's doing, and he sees the benefit in it. But I've got to say, Rob, I'm, I'm, I enjoy the cardio and I detest the weights. I'm, I'm completely opposite for it. But, but, in, yeah. in, but, in, but in terms of on the, just on the weights thing, how important is it? How can I think about this question a bit? Because I see people sometimes in the gym where I go to um, and, and they're in the weights area. They're grunting and groaning like they're, they're trying to lift a bus. <laughs> right. And, and they're probably doing about right how important is it to to be i want to use gentle on their body but the number of reps that that it's taxing without actually nearly bursting a blood vessel does that make sense because i watch them and i think what this is though they're all competing with another to see who could lift the most in this session yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, I i see that and a lot of the times you notice that these individuals are doing it wrong um, you know, as well, like poor technique, they're putting themselves at high risk of injury. Uh, one thing that I say to my clients is actually, you know, this is a surprising, maybe surprising for you, is I say, you know, you guys know more than 90% of personal trainers out there. Wow. Right? That's one thing that I say to my clients because of the way that we coach and educate them, you know, so it's like they actually know more than 90% of personal trainers, let alone the people in the gym. So, you know, when they're fearful of, do I go in the gym? Do I do this? Do I do that? I'm like, guys, like, you know exactly what you're doing, right? <laughs> Let's remove this fear of you don't know if you're doing it well enough or anything like that because you're crushing it. Like I see people in the gym every day and I'll be honest, I actually, you know, tap a few people because I'm so worried about them. I'm like, do you mind if I give you some advice? Because I'm actually a coach. I've been coaching 11 years. I'm not trying to step on your toes. So if you don't want this feedback, just tell me, mm. uh, but I just want to help you. And, and I'll jump in like that. But when we go through it, so this is a really important aspect. Uh, there's a, there's a resistance training pyramid. Okay. And any client, if someone says to me that they've not trained in a gym, uh, you know, environment for, um, let's even say six months, like that, three months, to be honest. If they've not trained in a gym environment for that time, they must go through what's called a preparation phase. A preparation phase is obviously to allow the body to build up its tolerance to lifting weights. So that means that you're lifting a lighter weight load and you're doing it for higher reps. Okay. okay? Otherwise known as a muscular endurance training. Okay, phase. So that individual is lifting lighter weights, higher reps, over you know the main movements to build up the body's tolerance to lifting weights once you come out of that particular phase you would then go say to like a, a muscular hypertrophy phase so this might be like you know an eight to twelve reps and this is where you can get a little bit of a pump on for the individual but also help them build tissue ladies don't worry it's not to get you massive right that will not happen <laughs> yeah. just to quash that rumor that does not it takes one hell of a lot to gain size as in actual muscular size. And then, you know, further up the pyramid, you've then got strength training, <clears throat> which again, you know, I mean, you can go from strength training for me, you can go from one rep up to say like a maximum of eight, but I'd ideally keep it at around six. Mm -hmm. And this is longer rest periods where someone's lifting heavy. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that might be where you've got that, like pushing out. Yeah. 
but only if the technique is there because what i will never do is compromise an individual's technique it is technique first load second okay and then at the very top of the pyramid you've then got your power phase okay which is a phase that i'll be honest 90 percent of the population don't have to go to it's literally spot specific you know it's been explosive how many people do you know explode a part of their office chair right they they don't (laughs) they don't need to do big explosive movements unless someone wanted to do it just for the fun of doing it because they enjoyed lifting in that particular way but this is like this is like advanced, like elite is that yeah. level. So the majority of people will only go from that preparation endurance phase into hypertrophy, into strength, and then like recycle, you know, depending on what their outcome is. And that changes the rep ranges, but that helps you also understand how you don't injure an individual. Don't get me wrong. Everybody can get injured, right? Elite athletes get injured. So the, things can occur like that, but it's the best practice to try and best avoid injuries and allow the body to build naturally by itself. And obviously that's complemented by your nutrition, which is complemented mm-hmm. by your recovery, which also bizarrely is complemented by your mindset because your mindset controls what you do in a gym environment. Like you just said then, mm-hmm. it's like people are competing against each other. There's only one person you're competing with in a gym environment or in a training environment, and that's you. That's you, yeah. Like Rob, couple couple of questions around this before we before we wrap up on this one, really as well. Is um, you mentioned earlier about the I'm 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 doing it eight days a week. I'm in there, right? I'm I'm addicted basically, right? I can't live without it. Okay. Um, so you mentioned four times a week, I think you said, and you touched on it in the last bit you were talking about is how important is recovery to exercise? Yep. You know, cause you need, uh, I suggest from just the things that I've done in my time when I used to play football, um, recovery is important. Yeah. Yeah. yeah very yeah. important. Yeah. So, 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 and I know you do the individual plans. If you've got, you know, again, I'm aware I've, I've got, I've got some people that I know, you know, they're in the gym, they're in the gym twice a day for two hours, three hours. You know, it's like, I can't live without it. I've got to be there. You know, are they giving the time to recover or not? No. No. (laughs) Yeah. Job done. Job done. That's it. No. No. (laughs) Uh, No. So, yeah, to give a bit of context to it, if an individual trains every single day, their muscles cannot repair. All right. So that means that effectively, like if I go to the gym today and I train to the level that I train to, my body's fatigued. Mm. Okay. So if I then go to the gym tomorrow, I'm training on a fatigued physique. Don't get me wrong. You can train two days back to back. Like that's fine. But I would make sure that the plans are different and you're targeting different areas. But let's say, for example, that we're not. And let's say like a lot of these people, to be fair, they tend to be doing the same program pretty much every single day. Yeah. Right. Yeah the people in this situation and if they're not they're still causing damage okay but if they do that what's happening is when when you go to sleep so bring a bit of sleep and a bit of nutrition into this when you go to sleep what happens is if the body's got sufficient nutrients so your protein helps your body recover like that or repair the muscle tissue and especially the carbs okay Mm -hmm. which basically provides the body with the glycogen which is energy so when you go to sleep what happens is these nutrients are distributed around your body and if you've worked let's say your bicep you know you've done bicep curls on that day what that's doing is it's delivering protein to that muscle to help it rebuild so imagine a load of little men going to work just repairing (laughs) that muscle tissue 
And then what's happening is the glycogen is also getting delivered. So imagine the glycogen as a, as a, as a battery, okay, mm-hmm. because that's your energy source. So as you've trained through the day, that battery has been depleted, okay? Mm-hmm. So you're down in that little red, you're on that last bar, potentially flat, And when the glycogen comes in, it's refueling those muscles with energy. If the muscles are refueled with energy and the protein's been in and repaired the muscle tissue, and then you've got that day to recover, right? This is going to help you build lean muscle tissue, which will help improve toning. It doesn't get you massive. Okay. It will do if you're eating a calorie surplus. But in this instance, it will help those muscles recover. That means that now you've got a full bar of energy. The muscles are repaired, which means you can now go again. Okay. An individual who trains every single day, okay, what happens is their energy, their glycogen stores, they're never eating enough. Nine times out of 10, I come across this individual, and I, I actually had a client recently who told me they were on 1,200 calories and training like nine to 10 times a week. Wow. Right? And I was like, how are they not dead? Literally, <laughs> I was like, how are they actually not dead? And, you know, came across it all the cognitive, everything was to pot, it was all falling apart. But this individual that trains every day, yeah, they might, let's say when they start this process, they've got this full bar of energy. What happens is they go from day to day is the energy depletes and it refills a little bit. Okay. And then they train again and it depletes and then it it refills a little bit. And then they train again and it depletes literally into a negative now. Mm -hmm. So now they're in this negative. What happens when they are, when there's no energy left in the battery and it depletes beyond it? Okay. Even if they've got protein coming on board, if I'm performing a bicep curl, what the body will do is it'll go, there's no energy stored here in this bicep like that. I can't use the natural energy source that the body's got. So what I need to do is I now need to actually break down the very muscle that I'm trying to build Uh okay, to actually fuel the movement that I'm performing, which is where people then go nowhere and see no benefit in their physique. They see no improvements. So it will go to that and it will basically utilize the muscle tissue and the energy in the muscle tissue to help perform the exercise. And this is where in some instances, people who train this regularly and never replenish their energy stores or give their body sufficient recovery, what they will never do is they will, uh, sorry, what they will actually do is end up falling backwards rather than falling or rather than going forward progress and adding muscle tissue. Wow. So there you go. Make sure you get your recovery. One final question, Rob, on this section, how important is the core how important is the core i mean it's the control center isn't it really (laughs) as in whether you run cycle uh lift free weights uh lift weights on the um you know on machines where you're supported your core is working Hmm. okay if your core is not solid and when we say your core here we're not just talking about your abs Okay, Okay. we're not just talking about your six pack or your eight pack or anything like that. We're talking about your obliques, Mm -hmm. which are, let's just rephrase it for everyone, the love handles or the the, the muscles on the side. So we're starting to wrap around. And then we're talking about like your erector spinae, which is your lower back muscle, the major one. And there's other muscles in there as well. So we're talking about this wrap around, wrap around the body. So how important is it? It comes into every single exercise that you perform. If your core is not strong and stable like that, you're not going to perform these exercises optimally. If you're doing a deadlift and you know your core isn't solid and you start to lift up your back like that, if your lower back gives them rounds, mm. that's down to your core. Okay. Okay, so it's about stabilizing that particular area. Now, would I necessarily sit down and do individual core exercises? 
it depends on the individual. I love to train people and get them working their core when they are actually on the gym floor in terms of doing the exercises that they're doing. But what we need to uh, respect is that the abdominal muscles, you know, front, sides and back, okay, the whole core area, they are still muscles. Mm -hmm. And you want to lengthen them and shorten them just as you do any muscle. Most people, if you imagine, they sit down in a chair all day. If they sit down in a chair all day and they're in this slouched position, their abdominals are shortened and their lower back muscles are lengthened. Okay, and there is no challenge to their obliques, which is why usually people's obliques, there's a lot of body fat in that area as well. Okay, (laughs) so they they seem even more like, um, you know, curvy in that area. So we've got to imagine that they're in a slouch position, abs are tight, like that lower back is lengthened and their obliques are doing nothing. So we've got to think not just do sit-ups or crunches like that, which obviously puts the spine into that same rounded position that you're in when you're seated, but also work the body in rotational patterns, lengthening and shortening the obliques, also doing trunk extensions to help strengthen the back muscles, lengthening and shortening. So yeah, it's making sure that you've got a variety to target all the way around that midsection. Wow. Great, great, great advice for all those people who constantly doing the plank, I guess, and doing nothing else. <laughs> well, yeah, because if you imagine a plank, it's great for uh, stability. Yeah. It's great for holding a position and let's say, you know, core endurance, but it's not lengthening and shortening your core muscles. Mm. So it's not necessarily getting them stronger. Well, want to say there you go. There's a great thing for you, all you plankers out there. <laughs> all you plankers. All you plankers. Rob, as always, thank you for joining me today. And how can people find out more about you, sir? Yes, yeah, Steve. So they can jump on Instagram and it's at Rob A-B-I-S-S.RCA. Or they can go to Facebook at RCA Fitness. And finally, LinkedIn is Robert Abyss, A-B-I-S-S. Rob, thank you for joining me again and have a wonderful, wonderful day. Thank you, Steve. Tune in to Yawa Radio every Sunday between four and six in the afternoon for the Calm and Joy Show with me, Gabrielle Trainer. Each week, I bring you the Calm and Joy Book Club. I chat with brilliant people all about how we can find more calm and joy in our complicated, messy lives and tons more, including top tunes, of course. So join me for the Calm and Joy Show on Sundays from 4pm on Yawa Radio. You're listening to Yawa Radio and we love to bring you details of the inspirational book of the week. This week's book of the week is Journey from Life to Life, Achieving Higher Purpose by Krishna Bhatta, MD. Journey from Life to Life demystifies us the underlying principles of life and death. One of the world's most thought about existential questions. Dr. Krishnabhata meets Western readers where they are, providing an accessible, easy entry into even the most sophisticated aspects of Eastern teachings. In this book, Dr. Bhatta offers insights into the nature of the human soul and its journey, practical advice on what to do with our spiritual and understanding, an understanding of the importance of planning for a successful life smooth transition to end of life and the journey beyond and also answers to the question can i plan for the next life too journey from life to life is an open-handed extended invitation 
Join the expedition and let Dr. Krishna Bhatta be your guide. Seek the unseen world and find joys in this life and beyond. So this week's inspirational book of the week is Journey from Life to Life, Achieving Higher Purpose by Krishna Bhatta, MD. A big thank you for taking the time out to listen to this podcast from the team at Yawa Radio. Remember to check us out live online, 24 hours a day, seven days a week at yawaradio.co.uk. And if you'd like to join us as a guest on Yawa Radio or as a guest on the Yawa Radio podcast, we would love to hear from you. Simply email studio at yawaradio.co.uk. UK. Once again, a big thank you for taking the time out to listen. This is the Yawa Radio Podcast. Copyright applies. With inspirational guests from around the world, inspirational quotes, the inspirational book of the week, the meditation hour, the quiet zone, and feel-good music. Yawa Radio is about well-being, happiness, and finding the beauty within. Enjoy, be beautiful, be happy, be inspired. This is Yawa Radio.